Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 9, Queen of Hearts. As always, we'll start off with a little synopsis. In the enchanted forest of the past, after trying to break Belle out of her tower, Regina convinces Hook to travel to Wonderland and kill her mother in exchange for taking him to a land without magic where he can kill Rumpelstiltskin. Cora gets the upper hand and convinces him to switch sides. When Regina says that she loves Cora over her dead body, Cora decides to escape the curse and head to Storybrooke to help her daughter when the curse breaks, taking Hook along with her. In the Enchanted Forest of the Present, our heroes get trapped in Rumpel's cell when Cora uses Aurora's heart. They escape and fight Hook and Cora at the portal. When Cora tries to take Emma's heart, magic inside of Emma repels her. In Storybrooke, Regina and Rumpel steal magic from the mines to stop Cora from using the portal. Henry convinces Regina that it will be Emma and Snow that will come through, and Regina stops the spell. Emma and Snow make it back to Storybrooke, where Snow wakes Charming from the sleeping curse. Regina is left standing alone. And ultimately, Hook and Cora make it through another portal through with the revived petrified bean. What do you think of this episode? Real confusing. A lot of stuff. <laughs> The way you felt about the last episode is the way I feel about this episode. Oh, I like this episode much more than the last episode. I did not like this episode. I don't like the three different paths. I also don't like that. Uh, there's a lot of things we'll talk about more that I just thought were not good. Uh, definitely settling our debate about whether that counts as a magic bean. It definitely counts as a magic bean since it was able to be revived and used as a magic bean. We talked about that in the beanstalk episode. Where oh, yes. But I don't think that I counted it as a magic bean for this episode, but I didn't count it as a magic bean for the previous episode. I don't think. Maybe I did. You didn't initially, and then we disagreed on that one. I don't know if you changed it or not. I probably didn't. Um, I control the spreadsheet, so. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so it is a magic bean. It still has properties. So apparently they just had to do a spot of gardening to get to work again. They had to use the magic water. Well, he says it's time to... He says something about gardening. He makes you quip about that. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, I like this episode. This episode of really good music. Love the music in this episode. We start off with Hook's theme, which is great. I love Hook's theme. I don't think I knew Hook had a theme. Yeah, we talked about this before. You also like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, it's very swashbuckling. Yes, yes, yes I do like it. And uh, the music when they're preparing to go through the portal in the Enchanted Forest and when Rumpel and uh, Regina are trying to stop, create their... I'm not even sure what that Barrier spell is. Spell? Sure, I think it's a, spell. I think it's a kill spell. Kay. So whatever comes through dies. Okay. Yeah. Um, music is just really good there. And I really like the fight scene, which we can talk about later. Roger just made a vomit face. That's what I felt about that fight scene. Um, let's start with maybe the Enchanted Force of the Past, because it's past. pretty short. It is our opening as well. Yes. We see Belle very briefly in this episode. Typical damsel in distress in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hook is a bad person. Hook is a really bad person in this episode. So it's one thing to just leave her there. He was going to murder her he for basically no reason. Absolutely going to murder her. I'd like for that to be noted when we talk about later about why it's okay to kill him. He was going to murder Belle for no reason. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. Not cool. And just because she didn't have, and I think she says, I wouldn't kill him even if I did know. And she's like, oh, knocked out with one punch, which does make sense because Belle is not a fighter. And then he decides like, all right, well, just time to slash you with my hook. Yeah. Not good. Wow. Not good news. Uh, but then we get a lot of Hook and Regina. They have the energy you think Hook and Rump- or uh, Rumpel and Regina have. I think Hook and Regina have. That I energy. agree that they have an energy. I mean, they both use their yeah their sexuality to get what they want. Yes, it's a weapon to yes. both of them. Also, just love Regina in that dress. Solid dress. <laughs> She's very tall in that dress, and it's a very. Uh... She's wearing really, really high shoes. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole the whole outfit is. Very yeah. well. It also has a really high waist, so it makes her legs look even longer than they actually are. All right, I don't think I looked below at the waist. So <laughs> you didn't it. look how the dress was hugging her hips. Oh, I did. I wasn't looking at the waist. Is what I, I, said. I see. I see. Very different statement. Um, one of the. F- best lines that he says is what could she have done to deserve such brutality why didn't she just tell him i don't know because he probably would have i mean i guess he wasn't ultimately going to get what he wanted from her so he may not have stayed on her side but 
His entire reason for revenge is that he watched the person that he loved die in front of it's him. It's true. And she said she knew that. He would never flip sides if he knew that that's what Cora did. But not if he wasn't going to get what he wanted. If he was going to be cursed. And Regina doesn't think the curse is going to break. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> so he's just... I mean, I guess she could have gave let him have his memories. Yeah, she's shown that she can give you mm-hmm. memories because Jefferson has his memories. I also love their, um, <laughs> when she reveals Claude, and she's like, you remember Claude? And he's like, I can't say that I do. And she just looks so, like, what is the matter with you? Like, you just killed him in the cell block. That was like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it reminded me of exactly the expression that Rumple gives in Skin Deep. I won't let you go with this beast. <gasps> like, just so <laughs> offended. It's fantastic. And she looks just so like, you just killed Claude. Like, she, it, obviously she's not hurt, but it's hilarious the way that she just, I don't know, is it fake mockery? I don't actually think that it's fake, which is even extra ridiculous because Regina has killed many people. See, I think she it is remember. fake. I think she's taunting. Maybe. Um, she doesn't care about her knights like that. She does know their, all their names, though, and she, like, knows things about them, which as, is surprising. As a puppet master would. <laughs> I guess. She pays them. They don't. No, keep going. The, she pays them. They don't need... She doesn't need to make them do things for her in other ways. They just do it when she asks. Um, another thing that I think is interesting, because I've, I've questioned this about Regina a lot. She refers to Belle specifically as a chess piece. Uh-huh, she does, and then she doesn't use it. <laughs> Why? Why? So, not, that wasn't just my analogy. That's your analogy for this prisoner. And you just left your queen on the board doing nothing? Why? Would love to get an answer on that one. Yeah. Uh, so she had a plan to use Bell. My guess is that Jefferson must have interfered. Like I feel like the fact that he found out is the only way that it makes sense that like she was going to use Bell later because mm. it doesn't. Those two things don't make sense to me. Um, oh, also when Regina is talking to um, Hook, I think no, I'm sorry, it's Regina later talking to Cora. She acknowledges. Like, in her brain that she knows Cora's the one who killed Daniel. Yeah. And, like, I know that she's seen that, but she almost always dances around it and, and says, says that it's Snow. Snow who did mm-hmm. it. This is the first time she really says, you did this. Yep. And yet? Explain it, this to me, because we've debated about this quite some time. I don't understand this logic. It, it's not logic. That's why you don't this, understand it. I don't understand the concept. I don't understand, like, the... No, because, like, if that were the case, why do you hate Snow so much? Because she doesn't love Snow. Snow's not actually related to her. It's really hard to hate your parents. Not when they kill people in front of you! It's still hard for many people... Do you not have many friends whose parents are pieces of shit and they still love them and hang out with them? I don't have any friends who've had people murdered by their parents. Okay, me either. <laughs> <laughs> At least not that I know. I, me either. But I do know some parents that have done some pretty shitty things. Uh, yes, I do know some people who've done some pretty shitty things. Though, in my experience, most of the time people are usually okay with the abuse that they suffered. It's usually when people, like, if you have a wife and your parents are shitty to them, that's usually when you snap at your parents. Yeah. And okay. Th- like, it wasn't just that Cora did bad things to her. It's that Cora literally hurt the person that she cared about most. And she's somehow, like, not infuriated with her. I mean, obviously she says she's a killer, but she doesn't want to kill her out of revenge. She wants to kill her just to make sure that she doesn't come over so she can actually get her revenge. When in reality, she should want the revenge on Cora. Cora should be the person she wants to make suffer. I know. She is the Snow White I, I, I don't reign. disagree, but I think it's crazy that you don't understand that this is even a concept of a thing. Because it's ridiculous. Well, of course it's ridiculous because it's not logical. Yeah, but it's just so ridiculous that like she can both acknowledge that... Like, the hurt and anger that she feels towards Snow White is literally being transferred from Cora. And that yes, doesn't make sense to that's me. that's how people do things all the time. That's insane. Also, Regina is a high-conflict person who loves to place blame where it doesn't belong. Yeah, but that's usually deflecting from her. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. In this case, she's like, it's not my mother's fault. It's your fault. You shouldn't have told my monster of a mother the thing, so now she had to murder the person mm-hmm. I cared about. This is your fault. She had to do that. She had to murder she him. She had to murder mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Also, I'm just saying, I love Lana Parilla. Paria. Paria. Um, I did not like her acting in the uh, scene with the dead body. It just seemed 
convoluted and fake and ridiculous to me. Oh, I didn't think it was fake. Yeah, I, the whole, I don't think she was acting at all. You have my heart. No, it just seemed not. No, I mean, I mean, like her, like the character did make sense to me there, and like the way that she displayed it just seemed ridiculous. Like it, I don't know. It didn't seem. I think it's because you just don't understand. You're right. I don't. I do not understand it as a concept. So I hate <laughs> the entire premise. It, it reminded me a little bit of like the scene with her and Daniel in a stable boy. I was like, this just doesn't seem right. Hmm. Yeah, the same same level of like. Uh-uh. I got it. It almost made me cry. It didn't fully make me cry. I mean, it almost, almost made me cry, cry for a different reason. <laughs> like I was like, please make this stop. I'm being tortured. <laughs> oh my God, that's brutal, Roger. What did I deserve do to deserve this level of brutality? Is what I was asking myself during the scene. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna bring it back full circle. Uh, in I guess not in the Enchanted Forest in Wonderland. Okay. Wow, we have so many different places in this episode. A lot, a lot of different worlds and threads that we're going. This almost felt like a season finale, despite it not being the season right. finale. Yeah. I love. How Cora hasn't actually been there for that long and is like fully established as the queen of Wonderland. I mean, that tracks. I mean, based on her personality, yeah, but I she's probably been there for five years, maybe. I think it would take her five minutes to establish <laughs> dominance. Like, why should you be in charge? Crush heart. Anybody <laughs> else got any other questions? No, no, we're good. You should be the queen. Yeah, I'm the queen of hearts. Sounds good. And she set up this weird. Like, she, she hides behind a mask and speaks through a proxy that's, like, what looks like an elephant tusk. Yeah. <laughs> or the, not a tusk, a trunk. The only thing I can think is that they just had to do that because maybe they weren't sure she was supposed to be. The, but even it's obvious in the, um, when we first go to Wonderland that she's the only person that would have probably kidnapped Henry Sr., yeah. She's, it's obviously Cora back there, but now we find it. But I don't understand why the deception. Like, In fact, Cora's usually the opposite, where she likes to flaunt the fact that you can know what she, who she is and she'll do whatever the hell she wants. Well, I think in some iterations, I think in the book of Alice in Wonderland, that's like how the queen behaves. Yes, I, I get that. But that's not how Cora behaves. No, it's not how Cora behaves. Like She's all about flaunting the fact that I will do whatever I want to you and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I also love her line, do you really think I'd be so careless to keep my heart where everyone else does? It's it's almost a line that's not that Regina is there, but it's kind of like a slap to Regina and other people. Like, you left Daniel out in the open instead of leaving. I wouldn't have killed him if you guys just not been right there. Yeah. Or Hook gets his heart broken because he's too stupid to not screw with the dark one. Like, everybody else is dumb, and she's like, I'm going to protect myself. Yeah, she's smart. Yeah. And Hook also does not... Waste any time. He, as soon as he is close enough, he tries to take the heart out of her chest, which is not there. <laughs> he tries to take nothing out of her chest. Hook's uh, a bad man. He uh, actually went to go kill somebody's mother just just so he could get his revenge. He did do that. Um, Cora seems surprised and upset that Regina is the one that sent Hook there. She seems genuinely shocked when Hook tells her that. So that makes sense to me in the sense of like, shitty parents would be like, wait, my kid resents me for all the crap I put them through? I don't understand. All I ever did was try to do what was best for her. That seems like a statement the court either has or will make. Like that, that is exactly what an abusive parent would say. So that makes a ton of sense to me. Like, I can't believe she wants me dead. You know what? She needs me. She needs me. She needs me. Hook also quickly sees how upset she is by that. And when he thinks that Cora is going to kill him, he throws that in her face. Well, yeah, he's basically, uh, he's at the end of his life. So, which is funny that he's just accepted his fate so quickly. He's like, I'm going to die here. Just hurry up and kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we already, clearly you do not want to belabor this fake deathbed scene because you found it so horrific. I mean, we can talk about it. It's not the end of the world. It's just... We hear love is weakness again. Which is weird to me because the entire reason that she's casting this curse is literally that little ring that she has for Daniel. So love is weakness, but I'm going to do everything I can to avenge my love. Well, he's, that's not a weakness that can be used against her because he's already dead. Or so she thinks. Yes. Uh, and Cora's plan was to kill Regina before she said all those nice things. Well, she says rip her heart out. She doesn't say kill her. Okay, sure. Which, as we know, are very different things. 
I also love how Hook just totally keeps his cool in the background and then like walks up and helps Cora out of the coffin and is like, what happened? That was different than what we talked about. I actually like the line when um, Regina tells Hook to leave them and Hook just looks back and is like, okay, and walks out. But he gives her a look like, you don't understand what's about to happen to you. Also, this is so fucking dramatic and so very Cora. When she casts the curse or the... Anti-curse protection bubble. bubble? Sure, that sounds great. She's holding the dead rose that has since died that Regina put on her dead body. So, like, she's been carrying around this rose that Regina put on her body for a long time. It probably hasn't been that long, to be fair. Right. But it just, it's very dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) It's because this dead rose represents a mother and daughter's love and I need to restore it by getting back to my daughter. That's right. I need her to need me. Also, that shit that she says is dark. Like, well, I need her to hit rock bottom and then it'll be good. Exactly what (laughs) a beautiful parent would say. Uh, Well, welcome welcome Harley to our podcast. Yeah, Harley is here. People are living their life. Um, Or she was really bothered by the fact that we were talking about Dead Rose. Yeah, she didn't like that. She didn't like that. Anything else about the Enchanted Forest of the past? Um, so I slash the, Wonderland slash Wonderland. The one thing that's interesting is that so it's like Cora seemed to know how the story was going to end for her. How was she able to deduce all of this? I assume that she knows that the curse is Rumple's curse, uh-huh. and that the, the that what he. I think she knows what Rumple wants. Got it. And Rumple always gets what Rumple wants. So she knows that it's going to fail because Rumple is behind it. Yes. I see. Because she's like, but she even like deduces like in 28 years. Yeah. Like she knows she, she must have heard that from Rumple. I can't imagine they're on speaking terms at this point. <laughs> it's true. I also can't imagine that they are. It's a good question. I don't know how. Yeah, she like she has that. this, like maybe she's clairvoyant, but she has a lot of information that she shouldn't really have. Like to the, like I get like, hey, eventually it's going to break and we'll just wake up. She's like, no, no. 28 years, and then, which is funny because it's That's not exactly specific. 28 years. It's 28 years plus the time it takes in season one. That's true. Yeah, so it's like. But 20. she, Emma is still 28 when that occurs. Sure. Okay. But it doesn't like break on her 28th birthday. Time does start moving on her 28th birthday, though. Is that when they wake up? And no, it's not when they wake up. When she comes to Storybrook. That's when and time moves to Storybrook. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the Enchanted Forest people don't wake up until That's she's right. a fish. So it really took them like 28 point, however long we say season one was. Other than that, I'm good with the Enchanted Forest of the past. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Wonderland. And Wonderland. So four four things here. Yeah. Thank God none of the there's no like B plots in any of these episodes, any of these storylines. I feel like there's like four B plots and then one A plot that kind of connects all of them. Yeah. But at least we're not getting like Leroy and, uh, well, if the B plot Astrid uh, or whatever. Red. Because <laughs> she <laughs> just shows yeah, up. Yeah, Red. Poor Red. They like don't know what to do with her. No wonder she. Yeah. I... So like Belle, the last two episodes, has popped up, done her thing, and then left. Well, and her, her thing made sense thematically in the story. Yeah. Anyone could have done what Ruby did in this episode. Yeah, nothing about it needed to be Ruby. It no. could have been Nameless Dwarf, and it would have been the exact Although same. I did like that they have her wearing what definitely looks like a wolf skin jacket. Yes. <laughs> it's very true. It's very fitting. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it, it's definitely one of those ones where you can under... It, I wish, unfortunately, she had gotten more screen time, but I get that like they just had too many characters, so someone had to miss the cut. And yeah. It just sucks that it was her. Uh, okay, I'm done with that. What do you want? You want to move to the Enchanted Forest of the Present? Sure, Enchanted Forest of the Present. Okay. I, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the fight. Let's. You want to start with the fight? I want to okay. start with the fight. What did you like about the fight? Because we have very different. Okay, I think the fight. music is very good. And it's very exciting. Good action music. Um, I. Part of it is funny. Like, I love how Cora is, like, a little overconfident in herself. I agree. Why didn't she just poop the... Poof, poop. Why didn't she put them away? (laughs) That's the finishing move. I'm going to ingest you and poop you out. I'm just going to squat here. Poop. Um, But I... She's, like, toying with them. Um, Very badass how Snow shoots the compass out of Cora's hand. Which is kind of ridiculous. Why? Okay. Arrow's coming at me. I don't think they were paying attention. I feel like a magic They user... thought they had won. Okay. Um, so the arrogance that Regina displays in season one was learned from Cora's arrogance. Surely. Where... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I think I really like when Hook saves Aurora's heart. I think that was an interesting twist on his character. I wonder what the point of that was. Was that him just making himself feel better? Because it didn't advance what his goals at all. No, I think he just didn't. I, I, I think he felt bad that he took it and <laughs> assumed that she would get it back. I see. And if it fell through that portal, like, that was it. She, it's gone. She probably would have just died. Oh, that's a good... I don't, I, I don't, is that true? Like, if I your mean, heart's in a different realm, do you I die? don't... Maybe. <laughs> it's not really something you want to find out, I suppose. No, nope, not, not anything I would like to test. Do you think he did it to try to prove to Emma that he's not as bad as he's... Uh, been shown to be maybe um but i think i mean he didn't have to do that like it was it seemed genuine to me Hmm. i I mean he's still a dick and gross in this there's a lot of like weird double entendre stuff see that was the only part i actually did i thought the fight that he has with emma especially where the sword is going through the like it's his his hook it's his hook the sword going through the hook and i was like that's sex that's hilarious i also can't believe that i i know that this is for adults. Yeah. But an ABC drama that came on at what? Nine? 10 o'clock at oh, night. 10 o'clock at night. Okay. But he says, I I like a woman on her back. Come well, on. What he says is that usually there are more entertaining things course, I like to do when a woman is on their back. And when I stab you with my sword, they use Oh my God, that's it. so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I actually thought that was hilarious. He's being a, a lech again. A, a lech. Yeah, that's yeah. a good, that's a good way to put it. He's flirting with her, actually. Of which course is he hilarious. is. Um, and then I love that Emma sacrifices herself for snow. I mean, she doesn't actually die, but she was ready to die. And then we learn that she has magic. That was stupid to me. I don't understand why you think that's stupid. Your entire goal was to get back to your son and you were willing to die and not get back to your son at that moment. Okay. Because she thinks she's dying here. Yes, she does think she's dying. I think that she is coming into the thought that she is, in fact, the savior. Like, it's her job to save people. Hmm. Interesting. I, I just, it's, most parents will tell you, you don't die for me, I die for of you. Of course. So the fact that she would jump in front and I also, someone wishes. who has a hero complex, which almost every person in this show does. <laughs> I would not say Rumpel has a hero complex. Rumpel doesn't, although... Sometimes. Um, I wouldn't call it a complex. I mean, he does not have a complex. Um, Charming has a hero complex. Yes, he does. Uh, it's hard to watch someone else die in front of you without trying to do something. But, so it's not so much that she didn't try to do something. She could have just tackled her out of the way. Yeah. Like, Mary Margaret has shown you two excellent football tackles on Aurora. Just tackle her out of the way. Don't push yourself in front and be the barricade. I always wonder about that in like TV shows or movies when someone is about to get hit by a car and then like someone pushes them out of the way. Like, is that how physics works? No. Like, I feel like you would also not be in the way. Well, also, it's easier to take someone with you than it is to run and make a shove and then be standing there. Yeah. Like, you grab them. I mean, I guess the idea is that like it's more dramatic, but it's actually stupid. Although. As a Tufts alumni, they tell you on your very first day the story of Jumbo the Elephant of P.T. Barnum's Circus and how he saw a baby elephant in the train tracks and then he pushed him out of the way and that is how Jumbo the Elephant died. So, apparently it does happen. Even to animals. (laughs) I have no idea what to say to that. It's real. Congratulations, you've broken my brain. Um, no, that's a, I mean, is it real or is it history is written by those who want to control it? It is, I mean, maybe it is history. P.T. Barnum, so I have a healthy amount of skepticism. I mean, reasonable, reasonable. Thank you, P.T. Barnum, for the donation of the Tufts University. Um, But when people are creating their own mythology, they tend to err on the side of, um, going overboard. Well, and you know who makes zoos and circuses? Yeah. Colonizers. (laughs) So, again, <laughs> as uh, we learned from Tiny, history is written by the victors. His history is written by the victors. Okay. Tell me what you don't like about this fight. I don't like the idea that Cora wouldn't have dealt with him with a snap yeah, of her fingers. Yeah, very silly. Um, like, all, the whole conflict is ridiculous. She could have just sent them across the island. Just be like, be gone. With a flick of her wrist. Also, can't she, like, transform? Like, she's shown the ability to change herself into other bodies, right? Like to other people. To yeah. other people. Yeah, so she can make her couldn't she just make herself look like, I don't know, like Mary Margaret when she's fighting against Mary Margaret or so Emma doesn't know who to hit? 
Maybe. That yeah. would be good. Or also, like, why does she have to physically grab the compass sometimes, but then other times she just decides to poof it into her hand? I don't know. Why are the arrows having impact on her? Which she could just poof them back. And so, like, I'm just going to poof right behind your head so that arrow's going to keep going and pierce your own brain. Not a lot of logic being done here. Also, why didn't they just jump into the damn portal as well? I, I don't know. It just Can't magic freeze people? Like, I've seen them do that where they just paralyze someone and they hold them there. Yeah, and, like, when Emma and Snow were trying to jump into the portal, she stops them. Yep. And also, why is this portal open forever? <laughs> it's open forever. I mean, most of the time portals seem to have a time limit yes but in this case the fight just extends the time limit like you've beaten enough enemies that i guess the fight just the portal just keeps going yeah it's weird it was i did i didn't like the sacrifice thing i thought that was corny the pulse of emma magic was terrible of course it was corny that's why i liked it <laughs> All right. you are admittedly a self-admitted chat i thought the hook emma interaction was interesting that was fine to me um Mulan being able to block the sword or the magic with her sword. Let me get this straight. Mulan can deflect Korra's magic, but not a snow white football tackle <laughs> twice. And also can't outrun them. I, too many inconsistencies with this fight to me. If you're the sword do this, is this magic, easy. I think. Okay, but you still have to wield. Like, yes. cool, it can deflect it, but you have to be quick enough to deflect it. I have another. I have another quip that's similar to that later. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just there were too many things about this that just didn't make sense. I like that I don't know what Hook's side is. He does seem to be working diagonally. That's actually interesting mm-hmm. to me. It's the rest of it that was ridiculous. Um, I also thought Emma and Hook's interaction when Emma was in the cell was really interesting. Uh, she tries to appeal to him. Hilariously so. And he's still real butthurt about that beanstalk. <laughs> justifiably I'm, I'm so. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be, but but he's just like, well, maybe you shouldn't have left me. He does say something interesting, though, about how she says you would have done the same thing. He goes, I really wouldn't have. Yeah. I couldn't tell if that was he wouldn't do that to someone else or he wouldn't do that to her. Well, that's a good question. Because those are two different statements. I think he, I mean, we have seen that he was willing to murder Val. So clearly he yeah. doesn't have a concern for all human life, but we know he likes her. Yeah, that was. I feel. I wish that that hadn't been in there because yeah. it like he like he had no reason to save Aurora's heart. Uh huh. And then he did. Why he didn't have to kill Belle? Like capturing her to trying to get information out of her. Get it? That's what he wants. But like killing her does nothing. It does hurt the dark one. Okay, but like he doesn't. He's not even gonna know about. I guess he would tell him. He would tell him. <laughs> yeah. Be like, guess what I did? I murdered your girl. <laughs> But, I mean, it is very strange that he's willing to go out of his way and risk falling in the portal himself, though. Why didn't he? Oh, because he could. Yeah, he could have gone to anywhere if he falls in when he catches uh-huh. that to save a woman that he really doesn't know. Because he wasn't holding. He also. Yeah, he wasn't holding the. And compass. he wasn't. And no one was holding him. Like, he somehow bounces over the portal and makes a perfect catch and then regains his balance. He's tipping pretty far. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Apparently, he's also a bit of an Avenger because he has next-level balance. He does have next-level balance. And Korra doesn't seem to care that he does this. Nope. She could have just taken the heart right Well, back. she already had what she needed I know. I just, it was just weird. Uh, speaking of Aurora, the thing, my quip. Okay, I recognize that Korra is controlling Aurora. Mm-hmm. Aurora threw a rock from across the room to close that gate. Yep. No way Aurora could have done that. Or why couldn't she just walk over and kick it? I don't know. <laughs> like, I actually had less of an issue that she did that and it was her choice. She could have just, like, walked over and been, like, closed. And this poor thing, like, she clearly is still very oblivious. She's sort of like, why, why did I throw that rock? What's going on? Why am I stuck in here? She has my heart. Yes. It's so sad. Well, she's a damsel. Yeah. She has no real agency. She doesn't really do anything. That throw looked terrible. Although she did, um, she had some quick thinking when they said, don't take me, she said, don't take me with you. Like, tie me up here. I might do something bad again. That's still ridiculous. Just close the damn cell. Oh, yeah. They should have just closed the cell. (laughs) It's enchanted. She thought about the fact that she shouldn't come with them. Which I appreciate. And the fact that no one else thinks about that is actually shocking. It's really shocking. Not that Aurora can really do all that much. Apparently, she can throw rocks like a champ. Rock throwing champion, huh? Rock throwing champion. Good accuracy, too. Really good accuracy. Um, and I guess while we're on Aurora, at the very end, Aurora and Mul- Aurora has now learned that there might be a way to save Philip, so Aurora and Mulan are on a mission to do to so. save his soul from the... What are Dark Dark Eaters? 
I thinking? The wraith? Wraiths. Soul Apparently leaders. when the wraith eats your soul, your soul goes somewhere else and you don't die. That's what we learned. To the nether realm. To the nether realm. Love all these different realms. A lot of realms. Yeah, other than that, um, unless you have more... I don't have any more on the Enchanted Forest of the present. No. I mean, the whole thing, we've been kind of building up to this moment. I was underwhelmed by the conclusion. Like, that was not what I wanted to wait eight episodes for. Like, this mediocre fight to me where... I guess we learned that she's got white magic. Um, Yeah, that was very big to me. I think that was a big deal. I mean, knowing that she has magic is important and it will come into play a lot in the later seasons... I just like nothing of consequence happened in that besides that point like this is usually where someone dies someone's kid like someone has to make a big sacrifice like this is usually where like the story pivots a little bit and really we just kind of just continued on yeah i mean regina in storybrook makes she makes a choice on the other side yes but i'm talking about in the enchanted forest yeah okay let's go to storybrook then i um regina i regina is my favorite part of this entire episode i think um she seems, like, genuinely remorseful about David's situation when he's asleep. Like, she seems concerned that he's not awake and upset that she can't do anything about it. Yeah. I would say Regina is the classic um, person with Henry as the angel and Rumpel as the devil on her yeah. shoulder. Rumpel, man. He's, he's not ex- wrong, though. He, he, his logic no. is sound. He knew exactly what to say. He, because- he, he seems genuinely afraid of Cora. Which makes me want to know even more what happened between them. Well, also, he's right in that even if he could handle her, she's going to do a lot of damage to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, she has no mercy. She will probably, she could potentially kill Henry. She might kill Snow and Charming. She's probably going to be a threat to Belle. Like, he's logical in saying it's not worth any of them coming back to make sure that this woman stays on the other side. And he does, I mean, Regina goes along with him, but she doesn't seem fully convinced I think for the first time, because he tells her it's a win-win. Like, either we kill Cora and that's great, or we accidentally kill Emma and Snow, and then you don't have anyone in your way for your son anymore. And I think she's, like, finally realized that that will make, Hen- not, that will make Henry actually upset, and she doesn't want that. Even well, though- no, what he says is that no one could bl- Henry couldn't even blame you if right. what you were trying to do was good. Right, and I think she's finally realizing that it doesn't actually matter if it's her fault. Like, Henry would still be upset, and she doesn't actually want that. That's true, but he wouldn't. Be, she wouldn't be blamed for it. No, she wouldn't be blamed yeah. for it, but I think, but it I think she him. actually cares that yeah. he would be upset. Where did he learn that win-win idiom? I don't know. I think I think he has... I mean, he was under the curse for a certain amount of time. And he years, clearly yeah. has some sort of cursed memory. I mean, he knows how electricity works. He knows how to drive a car. Like, he, he understands real-world things. So... Got some idioms in there too. Maybe he actually did research before he came to this land. <laughs> Maybe he did. It does seem like something Rumpel would do. Yeah. I need to know how to survive in this land. Uh, I like that he brings out the wand. Uh, Harley is now joining our podcast by sitting at the table with Guest us. Guest star, yes. You're a third <laughs> member of our panel here. What, what do you think of the wand? Harley is a dog, by the way. Yeah. Not that she knows that. Um, yeah, so he brings out the wand and he I talks. Love how he brings out the wand too. It was almost like. Like, oh. You know when he says, hello, dearie? It yeah. was like the wand was saying, hello, dearie, the way that he pulled it out. I thought he was about to pull out his dagger. Oh. Because he did it in such a dramatic out of his coat. And I was like, uh-huh. ooh, the dagger's coming. And I was like, oh, that's not the dagger. Oh, okay. Um, he talks about how no one's going to miss her. He hates fairies. I want to hate anything as much as he hates fairies. Like, burning desire to see them all suffer. You want to hate something that much? I just want to know what it would be like to hate anything that much. <laughs> <laughs> the key obliterates that fairy in whatever episode that we see in the early one, and he doesn't feel bad about it at all. Like, he detests the fairies. They must have done something terrible to him. Yeah, they must have. Um, uh, Regina lies to Henry again. I So I actually asked, is she lying when she says she's trying to be better? Because what, what she says is a Rumpel-like thing. I'm trying to do what's best to protect you. Mm-hmm. In her mind, she does believe that Cora is a real threat, and yeah, she's not wrong. That's true. I don't know that she is lying. I think what it's um, the charming Rumpel discussion. There's a deception of words, and then there's truth of the heart, uh-huh. essentially. I, I don't actually think Regina is intentionally being deceitful. I think what she is saying is that you don't understand what this woman will do. Although you can tell she feels bad about it. She does she feel She doesn't bad feel about good about, about lying to him, and that's also yeah. a, some of the first time that we'd see that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think this is the problem with letting 10-year-olds dictate things. Yeah. 10-year-old, <laughs> T- and I get that, like, he's not a normal 10-year-old and he's been right, but, like, 
if Korra walked through that portal, he may have doomed all of them to death because he just believed it was going to work. And there's no evidence to suggest they can beat Korra. Except that he was right. He got lucky. <laughs> you can like you can win the lottery. That doesn't make it a good investment strategy. It just means you got lucky. He really got Regina with the you said you wanted to change to be better. This is how. He's and very then manipulative. She does it. He's good at that. Yeah, well, yeah, he's really manipulative, almost like his mother. <laughs> Which one? Emma's actually, I, I, I wouldn't say Emma's as manipulative as Regina no. is. No, I mean, Emma's can, not very good at being emotionally manipulative because she doesn't understand emotions. emotions. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Regina's really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, though, Emma will lie for similar protective reasons as she did in season one. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, this is, so I think earlier we both talked about, like, I don't know why I hated Henry. It's these episodes where I couldn't stand Henry. Mm. I just find him to be the annoying 10-year-old boy who won't shut the hell up. You said you wanted to be better. There are things in this world you don't understand, like everything in the other world. You were the one who wanted to go into the fire you pit. You were so impressed with Henry in season one. I was. He was so much <laughs> less annoying. It's, it's because you're very annoyed by the idea of someone not using magic. I'm, I, I am annoyed by the idea of handicapping yourself in a situation in which you shouldn't be handicapping mm. yourself. Like, no, I'm not going to like fight on with one hand against somebody who's trying to kill me. That just seems silly. And Cora is not to be played with. It's true. Cora is not to be played with. Uh, I really liked when Snow and Emma come out of the well. Somehow they climb out of a well just with their hands and no rope. So weird. Doesn't so they were sense. going down. This is almost like the, um, remember when the apple comes through and it's like it's going down through the hole and then it kind of pops uh-huh. out of the hat. I understand how they jump down into the portal. I have no idea. Like they should have either come shooting out like it was a slide or how the hell did they climb out? Did they just like spider walk up? I don't know. It is confusing. It's ridiculous. There's no, like, yeah. Or, like, at least maybe they should have, like, been brought up in, like, the bucket. that I think August had the bucket. Didn't he bring up water? Yeah, also, this well is, like, not in the same location as that well was. Like, the, the like, topography is very But it different. is the same. It's definitely the same well, but it's not in the same place. It's not even place. the same place that Rumpel takes Belle. Because aren't they, like, by a cliff when that happens? Yeah, he wishes kind of. for magic. Yeah, it's very weird. They this, just move so it's this a magical well. well. It, it moves around. It moves around. It moves around. Uh, I like when they come out and like Emma is so excited to see Henry. Yeah. Um, and then Henry tells them like, "My mom, like Regina, did this." And yeah. Emma very genuinely says, "Thank you," yeah. and seems pretty surprised. Your mom is a piece of work, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the first time that maybe Emma had a little bit of like, oh, yeah, this may not entirely be your fault. Like, yeah. you were, you were dealt a bad hand. Like, you're still a bad person, but I see maybe why. Well, and I think like Snow gets that too. Even though Snow was, I mean, she she is upset with Regina and does not like that she was chased by her for most of her life. But Snow understands that Cora is the real villain here. I think Snow also still blames herself. Well, sometimes. I think it depends on how she's feeling. Yes. I, well, I think but she recognizes that Cora is not a nice person. Yeah, immediately. She <laughs> immediately. Knows person. Um, and then we get some really sad Regina scenes. First, she has to watch Snow wake up charming with True Love's kiss. Which... What? Oh, I didn't think that was sad for her. She looked pretty sad about it. I don't think it was that. I think it was the part when they all leave. And yeah, and then, then they all leave. Go. And then... Rumple just like drives that like dagger in there. Like sucks when they don't even invite you to dinner, right? No, what he says is, "You've reunited mother and son. Maybe one day they'll invite you to dinner." Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have trapped his true love for twenty eight years. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not saying he was wrong for saying that. It just felt like a very Regina thing to do, and less of a Rumple doesn't usually do things like that. Yeah, he does. He does to Regina. He spent the last two, three episodes taking shots at her. Yeah. Remember, if anyone should have to pay the price of magic, it's you. Yeah. And basically, this is him saying, this is the price of... Mm-hmm. Um, also, Henry didn't mean to be mean with this, but the sea you're around? Ouch. Yeah. That's a painful thing to say. It was really painful. Because it was like, it wasn't, it was similar to like, um, okay, see you when I see you. It, it wasn't like a, I'm going to spend time with you or I'm going to like, let's make sure it was, Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm going to hang out my with my real, real mom. My real mom's here now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, ouch. That's uh, 
Um, there was a point in one of the episodes where Regina's not in it much, but Henry lies and sends Regina off somewhere. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminded me of a less malicious version of that. Like When he said he wanted to have lunch with her. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and look, like I don't think Regina deserves a ton of sympathy because she's obviously done some terrible things. But to also, Henry. To, and yes, others. Ev- to everyone, yes. everyone. Everyone who's not George. Um, actually, even George, you could argue. But yeah, this is one of the ones where you're looking and you're going like, this sucks for Regina. She, she actually looks exactly what Cora said she would look, which is completely broken and at rock bottom. Yeah. Yep. Cora Again, was right. For Cora like the third time Regina's hit rock bottom. Um, uh, the Emma Rumpel conversation, yes. I think, is very interesting. I also do. Because um, Emma's sort of feeling like a pawn to Rumpel. Which I don't understand. I mean, I understand why she feels that way. She's only the savior because she thinks that she's only the savior because Rumple decided that she needed to be so that he could get whatever he wanted. Sure, that's partially true. Well, I, I, and he explains to her why that's not the case, but I don't think that she has seen that before. Yes, it just it. I don't. She seems almost angry. Like yeah. I have no control over my life. It's like, well, yeah, you did have a mission, but that doesn't mean you have any control over. It just, I don't know. It seems. Forced and illogical to me again. I think that she also... Because Rumpel clearly still doesn't have what he wants. And I, Emma doesn't know what that is. So I think she might think that she has more to do as a pawn to Rumpel. Well, she knows she has one thing to do. Whichever his favor happens right, to be. Right, whatever his favor happens to be. Um, but he makes it very clear to her that he created the curse, but... Like, her, she's the product of true love. Like, that's why she is what she is. He just happened to manipulate that. Yeah, he, he says exactly what I've always thought about Rumpel. He yeah. looked for a solution, and he happened to manipulate events, but they had to exist for him to take advantage of the situation. He didn't create them out of thin air. I really like when Emma... Well, and we'll get more of this when Emma goes to Rumpel for magical advice. Yeah. No, I, I actually like the Emma and Rumpel relationship once she gets over the, like, you do things for, you work diagonally. He's like, yes, that is who he is. But since you all always come in for help, shut the hell up and accept it. Well, he also doesn't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily go as far to say that he likes Emma, but he does not dislike her. He dislikes her self-righteousness. Sure. Which, so do I. Um... But other than that, he's not antagonistic towards her. Unless she is in his way. There's one exception to that in the later seasons. But other than that, he really leaves yeah. her alone. Um, also, he drops the line that maybe I subconsciously thought about this, but I've always said about Rumpelstiltskin, no matter what you think, he is exactly where he wants to be, whether you understand it or not. Mm-hmm. And he basically tells that. He's like, you could have escaped. You're right. But I was exactly where mm-hmm. I wanted to be. It is the perfect representation of Rumpel in this whole thing. Like, yeah, I was trapped because I wanted to be trapped. Although, we are on episode 9 of mm-hmm. season 2, and Rumpel still doesn't have what he wants. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. We haven't even really discussed it. Well, yeah, because he, like, he hasn't, not much has moved in that area. Though, it actually makes sense. If he needs something from Emma, and she's missing, he can't get That's what true. he needs if she's somewhere true. else. It's true. Which is why it was fascinating to me that he was ex- willing to potentially kill her. Because that, that... He might not have figured that out yet. Uh, he knows we'll he needs there. a favor. Yeah. yeah. And I think that actually tells you how much of a threat he considers Cora to be. That he was willing... <laughs> to give up a carte blanche for... Yeah. To kill Cora. Yeah. That's a dangerous woman. It is a dangerous woman. Anything do else? I do not have anything else. I don't know that I have anything else I want to talk about. Except for finally, finally, Hook and... Um, Cora are here. Hook and Cora are here. We don't have to have three storylines anymore. If I'll talk about that. Except maybe we will because Mulan and Aurora are on a quest. <laughs> I remember after season one, I was like, oh, I'm kind of excited to see the Enchanted Forest. And then like two episodes in, I was like, I'm sick of the Enchanted Forest. Can we go back to Storybrooke you, now? you are right that it was better in the episode when there were only two. Yes. Two, two, one and one, especially when they're working simultaneously, I think is interesting. Yeah. Four is just absurd. It, it's too much. This show always has an odd thing about, like, you never know with the timing how it works. Like, you kind of know in this episode because it's, like, right as the curse is being yeah. cast. So, essentially, this is happening right when they're invading the castle, which is pretty wild when yeah, you think about that. Wild. Like, Charming is going into a coma, and Snow has just lost her baby, and meanwhile, Hook and Cora are just like, protection dome! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's pretty nutty. Okay. What's your favorite moment from this episode? 
I have several. I, I have one that stood out because it made me laugh. Claude, you killed him in his cell block. <laughs> it just reminded me of that line from Skin Deep. Just like the, and I think it was her kind of just playing around, but it was the idea of she's like, how can you not remember this man? It's like classic Regina. Very classic Regina. Also, runner up moment Regina's entire dress. Yeah, that's a good favorite moment. Great. The moment of the dress. The moment I got to see her in the dress. Um, How many do you have? I have four. Woo! I, I have one that I would choose as my actual favorite moment. But End with I that have four. one. Okay. Um, your mom, she's a piece of work, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Indeed uh, I do. When Emma punches Hook in the face and he passes out. It was good. I liked that. When Emma uses magic for the first time. That's a good one. And when Henry and Regina hug when in the in Rumpel's the pawn shop. shop, it's just very sweet. Right like, before he says, I'll see you when I see you. Right before that. Regina just seems so happy. And then, yeah, crush, heart crushing there. That was like, um, remember how we talked about the bell curve? That was the bell curve. Yeah. For like five Instantly. seconds. Oh, he loves me. Bye. He loves me not. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't think it was a love me not, but like I have him. I don't have him. Most ridiculous moment. I have two. Okay. The pulse from Emma. Hated it. It's also it. not a pulse, so okay. I mean, it was a pulse. Yes, but it's not true love. I didn't say true love. I just said the okay. pulse. Okay. Um, Emma one punch knocking out Hook is fucking ridiculous. To me. <laughs> she did. She did have the the compass in her hand. Okay. He's supposed to be an expert level swordsman and fighter, and she one punch knocked him out. She's a street rat, Roger. She's she's got skills. I don't know. She didn't knock out Regina with one punch. That's true, she didn't. I'm supposed to believe that Hook can't take a punch as well as Regina can? Yeah, you're right. Okay. I still liked it. <laughs> it when you were reading off your favorite moments, I was like, that's my most ridiculous. That's my most ridiculous. <laughs> uh, mine is Aurora throwing a rock. <laughs> that's just, it's ridiculous. I don't, yep. I don't care if she's being controlled. She still has physical abilities, but... Cannot be over. Maybe Cora mimicked the muscle movement and Cora's a softball pitcher <laughs> in her spare time, so she just had that perfect accuracy. I see, I see. Yeah. Who's your loser of the episode? I had a hard time picking one. I did not. Okay. He loves me, he loves me. Yeah, that Regina is also mine. Only because for a moment she had what she wanted. And then she's all alone. And her mother's here. Yeah. I can't think of a worse scenario. It's true. Definitely Regina lost. I don't even have a runner up. So I'm curious to see who you had. For my winner? For your loser. Regina is my loser. But you said you had a tough time. I did have a tough time. Who were the other people? I, j- I just like couldn't think of anyone. Oh, I see. Not that you had well, a bunch of Well, because like, it felt kind of, as you said, like a season yeah. finale. So a lot of good things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the villains. Yeah. And it, it's hard to see where things are going to go. So like even though Cora's here, it seems like that's bad news. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell... What she's going to do and who's going to be the loser from that. I mean, probably Regina, but I don't know. I mean, she wants, she says she wants to help Regina. So I'm not quite sure. It was hard. It was hard to choose a loser from the people in this episode other than Regina's. That was just heartbreaking. So actually that thought process is why I thought Regina was a loser. Like every time Cora helps, like last time she wanted to do something good, I think she killed her true love. So probably not going to end well for Regina or Henry, maybe. Uh, Okay. Winner. I have Emma, which I know you're not going to like. Uh, she gets home. Okay. So does Mary Margaret. So does Mary Margaret. Um, she uses magic. And she discovers that she's more powerful than she thinks she is. She's not just a pawn to rumple. She actually has free will. My runner-up was Cora, though. Uh, Cora's my winner. My runner-up would have been Mary Margaret. Okay. Because she is also home. Wakes up her true love. Mm-hmm. Gets David out. My runner-up to my third place was David. Yeah. No longer in a sleeping curse. <laughs> no like, so we're just going from loser to being awake, which, much like I said to Catherine, not being dead, cool. Sort of, or Aurora gets her heart back, sure. Yep. <laughs> Though, I actually, that was actually one of my other funny lines. Do you know how, have you ever done this before? No. no. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we might as well just try. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I think this is the episode where Cora finally got what she wanted. Nothing super bad happened to her. I guess the fact that she's now seen a weakness... That she probably never seen before. Like she just couldn't rip out Emma's heart, which is yeah. strange. And I, I don't know that I ever get that explained. Yeah, we certainly see people cast like enchantments, protection spells on their heart, but yeah. it doesn't work in the same way. 
But I mean, and it's usually like you can't harm that person. I've specifically tar- it's like blood magic. I've targeted at you specifically for you. Mm, there's a character that casts an in, it only a very powerful person could remove their heart. Okay, fair enough. Um, but and it works in a similar way, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, it was just it was odd to me. Like, because even magic practitioners in this show don't just have latent magic that protects them. They usually have to do something. Yeah. So it's not like, like Rumpel is not just invulnerable when he has magic. Like, he can take a lot of damage, but yeah. other magic people can hurt him. Yeah. So it's just weird that, like, oh, yeah, she's a savior and, you know, a powerful witch, who we assume, of course, pretty damn powerful since Rumpel's afraid of her. Can't, can't rip your heart out now. I'm like, okay. Uh, I cried one time. In this episode. Was it the hug? No, actually. It was when Regina's left standing alone after that. Yeah, I meant like... Yes, the... that that scene. And we got a magic bean. We did get a magic bean. I told you it was a magic bean. No, we saw it. <laughs> that, I mean, absolutely a magic bean. Um, was it a ship's right away, by the way? Is that how close Storybrook was? To I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think that we can count portals yeah. as a date's ride. That's that's a little unfair. It's true. It's just interesting to me that like the portal they like sh- uh, sail into town as opposed to like why didn't the portal just pop them up to town? They also didn't have the compass, which they like needed before. I guess maybe the portal was set when they went through it. I don't know. And where did his ship? Oh, come I guess from? you don't need the compass if you're using a magic bean because sure. that's how magic beans work. <laughs> For some reason. So magic beans don't need a compass, no. but dust does. But dust portals do. But not when the dust is a tree and you're putting a baby in it. You don't need a you don't need a compass for that. But when it's been burned, then you do need Even a compass. Even if you're sending it to the same location that you initially sent it to. Exactly. Also, how do you get a ship through? Magic. Okay. Because that ship was not getting to that lake. Nope. So they went out to in the ocean to do this? I guess. I don't know. Good all, question. All of this poofing that they must have done at the end, I feel like they could have just solved their problems like that. Poofing. Just poofing. Poofing. So next week, we're going to watch Season 2, Episode 10, The Cricket Game. We haven't heard from Archie in quite some time. Yep. I'm happy happy to see Archie back, even though I think this is one of his remaining three or four episodes we see him in. The villain has... A, I mean, I don't think we see him a ton more in the rest no. of the series. I'm finally happy the villain has arrived in Storybook. I really don't want to see the Enchanted Forest for a little bit. Like just unless it's just a straight <laughs> flashback, can we just stop with the current day Enchanted Forest stuff? That land has been destroyed. Um, can we get our mystery man? Like I, we know he's Neil now, which is great. We're coming on episode ten. I want to know. He what got the a hell... postcard. Doesn't he want to do something about that? You'd think so. Where the hell's August? I don't know. I, there's just a lot. He's of He's making he's making wood things with his dad. All right. Did he? Come back? I think he's just disappeared from the town after the curse broke because he's Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of when he meets him in uh, Under the Curse. Yeah, you're right. That was Under the Curse. Also, no whale. I know he's not a main character, but we found out he's Victor Frankenstein last time, which means I want to see me some more whale eventually. Just give me the Frankenstein backstory. So there's a lot of things that I want to see. I don't know that we will see them in the next episode or the episode after that, but eventually we will get there. Hopefully. Yeah, we will get there eventually. My most pressing question is what... What's Cora going to do? And we are going to get to see that in the next episode. Still really want to know about Rumpel and Cora's backstory. I'm going to have to wait a little longer for that. It's interesting. I never really found that all that pressing to me. I don't You don't want know. to know why Rumpel Stiltskin is so afraid of this woman? Not more than I want to know why he isn't pursuing his son. Like, there are other questions okay, that I have okay, ahead okay. of it. Like, that's a fine story. And, like, if you want to do the flashback with that for an episode, great. But I want those other questions that you've been showing me to be answered first and foremost. Okay. Reasonable. Yeah. All right. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 2, Episode 10, The Cricket Game. And we will see you next time.